The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's www.adworks.com slash Bill Risser. Then again, the, the other really important thing for me was finding a company that's just like my company, where we're boutique, we're service orientated, we really take care of that client. So when they're flying into town to spend two months, we make sure that the house is all set up for them. All they have to do is is basically get to their place, get on the golf course, enjoy it. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 54 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Our guest for this episode is someone with a deep knowledge of the luxury market in the Scottsdale Paradise Valley area of the Valley of the Sun. It's Sandra Wilkin, founder of Sandra Wilkin Luxury Properties, and now designated broker of England Bolker Scottsdale. Sandra, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to finally get to talk to you. Really happy to have you on here. You have some really interesting, you have a very interesting story, and uh, I can't wait to share it with our audience. And let's start at the beginning. Uh, you've been in the business for 39 years. That is amazing. Tell me, um, what was your first job when, you know, in the industry? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> um you know, uh, interestingly enough, I was working for an architect, and um, the architect basically said to me, you know, you really need to get your real estate license, and then you can help us, you know, find the ground, help with the design of the structure, uh, work on all the interiors, work on all the marketing, and then end up helping us sell the property. So um, that started my uh, my background in um, you know just being totally multifaceted. And you know I thank the architect you know way back when because I am who I am today uh, because of the architect. Now was that here in Scottsdale or was that somewhere else? Actually, it was in Dallas, Texas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was married at the time, and uh, so. I left Arizona to to go to Texas and Oklahoma. All right. So then you were there for a while. Obviously, somehow you kind of made your way back to Arizona. How did that happen? Well, unfortunately, my uh, husband passed away. And so really, I was only in uh, Dallas and, and Tulsa for probably a little bit over a year. Uh, then came back to Scottsdale, uh, and again, same situation happened. I started working for an architect, and at that point, I said, you know something? I'm now immediately going to get my real estate license because I see the benefit of having all facets. And this is in the 70s sometime, right? Is this What's the time frame? This is in the 70s, correct. Yeah, so a, a much different place than uh, Phoenix today, right? 
um, uh, one, one million percent. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I'll share the story. I know when I moved here in, I moved here in 99, even in 1999, the Loop 101 stopped at like Indian Bend. So for those that are right. here in Arizona, right. it's, you know, f from the 70s to, to now, it's just an incredible growth. And I'm sure a lot of the things you see north of um, Camelback just didn't exist, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, when we see when we see the growth and when we see what's happened, it uh, it truly it truly is amazing. And and you know whether we like it or not, the good news is we're in real estate, so um, it it definitely has has helped our our industry with all of our growth and everyone you know everyone. Right. Well, where did you uh, where did you first hang your license when you got your uh, when you became a realtor? You know, I, I took a long time to think about what would be the best company to start with, and I ended up starting with Coldwell Banker. They were opening their first office, which was on Camelback and Scottsdale Road, and so that was their that was their first office in Arizona. So that's where I started um, my real estate career. Now. Yeah, I know you did some really heavy work um, with both the Phoenician Resort and the the Ganey Ranch. I'm not. I don't want to call it a subdivision. <laughs> the Ganey Ranch um, community. <laughs> it's so big and and you know broad. Were you working with Coldwell Banker at the time? And and how did you build those relationships with the developers? Well, you know, one of my goals uh, was to be the top producer with Coal Banker, and my other goal was to bring to Coal Banker the first uh, the first development that we could actually represent. And I had been approached by a Canada, and um, long story short, they um, they were used to paying five percent commission for new developments and Coal Banker basically said, no, we, you know, we are at 6%. And so long story short, um, I, after being with Coal Banker for two years, I had the choice of going and working uh, new developments or staying with Coal Banker. So I chose the development route. And so I, for 20 years, I represented mainly Canadian developers, and my last two large projects were the Phoenician um, and then, uh, of course, Ganey Ranch. So when I finished Ganey Ranch in, in March of 95, at that point, I had the decision, you know, what do I do next? And a lot of my, a lot of uh, the agents I had worked with way back when, they said, you know, well, work, you know, work with us again at Coal Banker. And I said, you know, that's great, but I want to really make a difference in the real estate industry. Um, I want to open my own company, and I really want to raise the level of professionalism and combine my resale background with my uh, new development background. So thus, I opened my own company in uh, Sandra Wilkin uh, Luxury Properties in uh, March of 1995. So you you'd been out of the you know brokerage world for 20 years at this point, working with your developers, correct? I I had yes. Okay, and so you start your own brokerage. How many people were there the first day you opened up? <laughs> um, we I had I had two other people that started with me, and I think the funny story is we uh, we we looked at each other the first day. We went. 
okay, is the phone really going to ring? <laughs> and it took us about a half an hour. The phone started ringing, and it was we, we all took a deep breath at the end of the day, and we said, we are so excited to now, you know, have our own company, be on our own. And I think the important thing was that the first year I focused on what I knew best, which was Ganey Ranch, because I had sold and developed 1,100 homes on 560 acres. So I knew the buyer profile. I, I knew the lifestyle and how to sell the lifestyle. So for the first year, that's what we focused on. And uh, people were, of course, buying and selling and, and moving up uh, and, and changing their, uh, you know, from a smaller condominium to a larger home. So the first year, it was, it was really a, uh, an exciting success. That's awesome. Now, you're with 20 years now with this brokerage, um, and, and we'll talk about the England Volker um, <clears throat> acquisition or the merger there in a minute. But you, you had to have seen some from 95 to 2016. I mean, the changes in the industry had to be just dramatic. You know, what are some of the biggest or maybe most important changes you've seen over that time frame? Um, you know, I, I think it's when we when we look at when we look at uh, technology, the systems and tools and everything. I mean, we have come from from way back when with our with our large um, multiple listing service books um, to really seeing the sophistication of the the buyer and seller now on you know with with all of of everything that, that they have in front of them now to research a property and actually in some cases know more than we know so the technology has just i mean it's it's just amazing and the the most important thing is um we all need to be definitely embracing it because um that's exactly where everything is going Right. Yeah, that leads me to wonder, thinking back to when you're starting your brokerage in 95, you had to have a pretty substantial database of people that you knew in Ganey Ranch, right? Correct. And my guess is it wasn't sitting in a computer on an Excel spreadsheet, or was it? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, uh, kind of, kind of, yes. Um, and and I think the important thing for it's it's interesting because when I started my own company, um, my philosophy today is almost exactly like it was uh, back then, where you know each each agent within my company has an area of expertise. So, and what I mean by that is. If when we were selling Ganey, when I was, you know, with the new company, with, with my new company, if people said, you know, we really like Ganey, but now we want more ground. Now we want a private golf club. Now we want this or that. So we started expanding after my first year. So we then had our Ancala expert. We then had our Paradise Valley expert. We started growing our company because if people weren't buying on Ganey Ranch, where were they buying? So that was that was a crucial uh, a crucial um, tool within my company because the key was you knowledge is king, as we all know, and you you better know that area like the back of your hand because. The buyer, the buyer is very sophisticated. They know a lot of times. Again, they know more than we know. So we need to be the one to help and educate them. All right. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about Scottsdale. Uh, there's a, a large listenership of this podcast who are outside of Arizona, and 
if they were, you know, talking to you and said, wow, tell me, what does Scottsdale have to offer? Um, we, we kind of maybe laugh at that a little bit here because we live here and we know exactly what's going on there. But talk about just Scottsdale and uh, what you would say to somebody thinking of relocating or buying a second home here. Well, I think I, I actually go back to uh, why I um, why I joined uh, Angle Invokers. Um, and um, long story short, they're the largest real estate company in Europe, Asia, South America. And so about eight years ago, a lot of their European clientele um, said to Mr. Angle and Mr. Vokers, you know, where let's buy something in the U.S. Where should we where should we buy? So they started opening offices in Florida and in California. So then fast forward six more years, a lot of the clientele really didn't like Florida as much as they thought they would. And they, same thing with California. So they really heavily then said, okay, where is the next place that's the best place to enjoy the winter lifestyle, the incredible climate, all of our golf courses, all of our amenities, sunshine 360 days a year. So the research said Scottsdale, Arizona. And so when I look at over my career, I have sold to mainly uh, clientele from um, that, I mean, this is their second home. So, and, and we look at, okay, you know, right now still Illinois is number one for purchasing in the Scottsdale area because, of course, um, when they're having their bad winters, that's when we do our advertising and go, now, why do you want to be back in Chicago when you have the, the horrible weather back there when you could really be in Scottsdale, Arizona, enjoying our incredible um, sunshine and lifestyle? So, you know, we, we, take a, we take a good, hard look at that. And I think for me, um, my success over the year and, and the, the joy that I've had is I've helped clients from buying a small little condominium to start to see if they're even going to like Arizona to then something a little bit bigger, something a little bit bigger. And now what we're finding is they're selling their primary home. Like I just had a case where um, we've just opened an office in Minneapolis and my client has an incredible home, large home in Minneapolis. And now they're going to sell, finally sell the big home there. They're going to buy a smaller place in Minneapolis. They're now going to, we're going to help them sell their smaller place here in Scottsdale. And now they're going to have their main uh, prime uh, prime residents here, larger residents in in Scottsdale. So it's interesting how the shift happens over you know over time and age. And, and it's just critical for you to be to really have uh, control of who your customers are and to to stay in touch with them and, and keep those relationships vibrant and alive. And that's all part of the process, I'm sure, at Angle and Volkers, correct? Correct. Yeah. Let's talk about partnering with England Volkers because that had to be that's a, a, a huge international brand, um, really specific brand. And, and tell me a, tell me a little bit more about England Volkers and why you decided to team up with them. You know, I, I think it's um, I was at a time in in my life where it, it was time to if I wanted to grow more and really, as I say, you know, enter into my next chapter of, of what, you know, I wanted to accomplish, it was time for me to actually partner with a company that, that really does have roots um, 
that has their own company and it's not just a, an affiliate, but they have their own real estate company. And, you know, I do over the years, I have sold quite a few people that are coming in from Switzerland and Germany and Spain buying a, buying a winter home. And so to me, it was, um, it, it was a, a chance for me to spend more time with my clients um, out of country. Um, but then again, the, the other really important thing for me was finding a company that's just like my company, where we're boutique, we're service orientated, we really take care of that client. So when they're flying into town to spend two months, we make sure that the house is all set up for them. All they have to do is is basically get to their place, get on the golf course, enjoy it. So it, it we we had so many similarities that basically I didn't have to change a whole lot. And what I got in return was the networking I have now from from all over. We by the end of this year, we're excited to say that we'll have a hundred offices in North America, and majority of where the offices are are in right now is exactly where my clients are coming from to have a second home in Scottsdale, Arizona. So again, now I'm able to pick up the phone and call Sandy Miller um, from Santa Monica and say, okay, I have a client now that we're selling their ground uh, here. They want to buy a place in Santa Monica. I know I can I can basically trust in her that she will do just as good a job as as I would do. So, you know, finding someone like that that you know. So we all are we're a very small close knit group, um, but that makes it really exciting for our. You know, we all as we all know we work so hard, <laughs> seven days a week, 24 hours a day that we've got to have excitement in our life and truly, um, you know, caring for our clientele and doing an incredible job for them. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'm actually sitting right here in the Engel and Bolker office, and we're right on Scottsdale Road. I'm looking straight across Scottsdale Road at the Optima community, which is amazing. Just south of there is Scottsdale Fashion Square, where my favorite movie theater, Camel View, is. I mean, this is an amazing location. Um, how did you decide to put your 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 new Anglin Volker operation right here on Scottsdale Road. Well, Bill, it was um, it was a two year process. I hunted and hunted for the best location. And the concept with Anglin Volkers, uh, whether you're in Minneapolis or New York or Switzerland. It's the shop concept where people are strolling by, uh, there's traffic driving by, and we we searched for a prime, prime location that um, we knew would, would uh, that, that New York would actually approve. And so again, it took us it took us two years to find this location, but we are all so excited because, you know, a lot of our work is development work, and um, we do quite a few developments in the Scottsdale area, downtown Scottsdale area. So it's just a prime location for us, and we are just so excited that we are now officially open. And not only open, but right next door is a Postino's, which is a great little kind of a wine bar, cafe kind of thing here in town. Uh, I think there's a kind of a really cool market market opening south in the same building. So yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. in the in the right time of the year, I'm sure in season, there'll be a lot of people walking right by that space. 
Well, actually, we've already had we've already had quite a few walk-ins, which which is just amazing because we have Sachi's Hair Salon right next door, and quite a few of my clients go there. So it so it's kind of nice that they then drop in, and we you know we talk about real estate and what's happening and so on and so forth. So it's um it's it's a dream come true. Yeah, it's a beautiful site. If you're in the Scottsdale area, you're in the business. Make a point of dropping in to uh, the Angle and Volker office right there on Scottsdale Road, just a little bit north of Camelback. So, awesome. Well, yeah. let's 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 get back to you then the the nuts and bolts of running a brokerage because I think a lot of listeners like to hear that sort of stuff. When when you hire new agents, because of the the very specific you know boutique nature of your brokerage, what are you looking for when you bring somebody on board? You know, we're again we we look at. Uh, one of the key factors, again, is our areas of, with my old company, it was areas of expertise. Now with Engel and Volkers, it's areas of specialization. So we look first at where where do we need another expert to help in that area. So that's one of the things we look at in the very beginning. Where do they live? Where do they, you know, where do they spend majority of their time? Where do they like to sell? Um, because again, if, if we can find someone that can fit into that niche to, that we can help them, um, grow their business and they can help us with their, with their knowledge, that's one thing that's, that's crucial for us. The other thing is, you know, we are a small company. We are, we really are all team players. And what I mean, what I mean by that is we, when we have our meetings, we're there to help one another. So that when we have, um, when when an agent has um, a client that's coming into town and, you know, they're not really sure about one area, um, our our agent that, that knows that area basically will immediately sit down with them and say, okay, let's really listen to their wish list. Let me give you my opinion of what we should show them first and go from there. So the key is... We want to make sure that, if, especially if they're just coming on board, that they're willing to share um, as much of, of their knowledge, and then we immediately get them started with, you know, with helping them. So the key, again, is um, is knowledge and hard work, and, you know, we're, we really are looking for, of course, full-time local people or local local agents that um, this is their this is their profession. So Engel and Volkers has a, a whole marketing plan that markets to the luxury clientele. Um, is there something you add to that internally or, or how do you kind of you know market or or keep your sphere engaged with everything that's happening at your your operation? Well I you know I for since I've been in the business I've always said Luxury is in the eye of the beholder um, because whether it's uh, a couple from Switzerland buying a, a three hundred thousand dollar little condominium and this is their sixth you know property all over the world or buying a ten million dollar home, you know we we honestly work all price ranges because again you know you you never know what the clients are looking you know what their needs are what they're looking for. Um, and of course, you know, the exciting, the exciting thing is we get so many referrals that again, um, we, we, our service is, is the same whether we're selling a $500,000 home or a $5 million home. So yes, um, is England Volker's known for their luxury. I mean, now with our, 
uh, with our jet division and our yacht division. Um, I mean, it, for us, it, it, it's so exciting. Um, but, you know, the clients basically are in all different price points. So we're here to, you know, definitely cater to, to their needs. Okay. Can I get your biggest pet peeve about the industry? <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I, I think that I, I guess the first thing that comes off the top of my mind is agents that do not know what they're doing. They've not been trained. They're not knowledgeable. I just had a case where, you know, we all know the importance uh, of timelines within a contract and deadlines. And I, I just finally closed a transaction where, unfortunately, uh, deadlines meant nothing to this um, to this agent. We, I represented the seller, um, and so it's you know you need in in representing your buyer or seller, you need to make sure you're on top of all of your deadlines. So. Um, and just please being being you know knowledgeable from that standpoint. That's I mean that frustrates me um, to no end. Yeah, I, I sense that I've I've been a, a part of some of your your meetings you talk about, <laughs> and training is a big part of what happens in your operation. So I, I think that's great. Yes. Tell me, I know you've sat on some panels with uh, different entities around the, the valley, maybe especially the Arizona School of Real Estate and Business, and Randy Cooney. Um, about the luxury market, and because there's there there, it's a different market. It's a different um, kind of a different way of doing things. And every now and then, more than more often than now and then, you'll have an agent ask you, "Well, how what's how do I break into the luxury market?" And when you hear that from somebody, what's your reply? Um, you know what what we do first of all is I look at I I look at what they've sold. Uh, so far, where they've, where their sphere of influence is, where their area of, of specialization is, and is it an area that they can definitely step it up um, and and go from there? Because again, the whole key, and I sound I sound like a broken record, is is knowledge. Um, because the minute that one of the first things I do is um, I'll say to the agent that says, you know, I, would you help me? And I go, of course, 100%. So I'll go, okay, let's sit um, this open house together in Paradise Valley. I'm going to kind of walk you through exactly what I do um, so that you can kind of listen in, um, listen to my questions. But again, you also need to really listen to what the questions are that are coming from the prospect prospect that's walking through the door because if you don't know what you're talking about again you know you ha you have like 15 to 20 seconds to establish rapport with that person and um, if you can't establish rapport in the beginning they're going to go to the next open house and if someone does a better job um, they'll have a better chance of being able to work with that person. So again, the key is to um, to 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 work with someone that will give you the time um, to understand the luxury market, the difference in the luxury market compared to the lower price point. Um, and again, I'm the type where I I love mentoring, I love helping in whatever way I can. So it's really about. One, finding a mentor, and two, really understanding and knowing 
an area or a niche cold. You have to know everything, right? Right. So what I normally do is I'll pick a house that I feel would be a really, you know, if it's if it's in their neighborhood or they're familiar with the neighborhood, I'll take an open house that, that I make it as easy as possible the first time. Right. And then I give them an assignment. <laughs> I give them homework and I go, okay, we're going to, excuse me, we're going to sit this house open again next Sunday. And this is what I want you to do between now and next Sunday. So, um, and then you see exactly if they really are willing to put in all the time, all the effort, put a book together with um, comps and all of that. So um, that's one thing I love doing. Awesome. That's great. Sandra, I've had you for half an hour, and that's what I, I've asked you for. But I, I have to ask my final question that I've asked every guest on every <laughs> episode. And so what advice would you give a new agent just getting started in the business? So not necessarily luxury. They're just, they just got their license. They're just getting rolling. What would you tell them? Oh, you know, I, I think it was, it was what I was taught when I, um, when I first got in the business, you know, it was, you know, make, make sure you need, if you're going to get into the business, it needs to be full-time, full-time or full-time You've got to be able to have at least six months of income to support yourself because there's nothing worse than you showing houses to people and they can see that you are, you know, you're looking for that, for that dollar because you're so desperate. So you really have to have the commitment. You have to have a backing behind you. Um, and that's, to me, that's what I was taught. And was it hard? 100%. Was it hard in the very beginning? Um, but um, I am who I am today because I I listened to what the person um, that mentored me uh, said to me in the very, very beginning. That's great. Sandra, if somebody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, my phone number, which is 480 390 6050. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today on the Real Estate Sessions podcast, Sandra. And uh, I can't, like I said, I can't thank you enough. It's been wonderful having you on. Thank you, Bill, so very much. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about the Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.